Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Yes, sir. Long Monday, but a green Monday. We deserve it. America is great. I'm amazed. Are you? At the resilience. You've been sitting here for a month listening to me. We didn't panic. We talked to friends who weren't panicking. The time to buy was during the panic. Or, and now today, I'm telling people, it's a Dow up, I don't know, 2,000 points or whatever it was, and news still grim. If you were panicked a month ago, use today as a day to reposition yourself. If Take a look at the world today, now that the market has rallied 20 25%, and go, do I really love this company? These are the times where instead of getting all excited that you made some money back, really think about your portfolio and reposition. Because what will happen if the economy stays shitty for a year? So, so, so use this time, of this relief of panic that I call, to uh, call your advisor or uh, call the people who bought you the shit stocks that you bought. Or take good heart of your portfolio on a day like today. I try, Knut, not to look at my portfolio. On, on during, like in the panic, I don't open my account. My positions are my positions. You know, other than something that I knew I didn't want to own, I'm, I don't care. What, I just sell. And mm-hmm. then I wait. Right. And then now I'll look at my account and reassess the damage because it doesn't matter what I paid. Now it matters what my account value is, how much cash I have, and where do I want to be for the next 10 years and not look. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense. Good advice. Okay. So so please, people, it's uh, April 6th. We've just, you've just gone through the highest VIX market of all time. It's the most days over 60. It was eight days in a row. If you think you know what you're doing, you don't. No one does. But what I can tell you is, with the VIX now dropping extremely fast into just nosebleed territories and fear still raging high, I think this rally has so much room. But that doesn't mean we're back in a bull market. It just means you should remember how you felt a month ago. And if you weren't sleeping and if you were yelling at your broker or whatever, and use this time now, you're no smarter this week than last month. Use this time to figure out which companies are going to be best for the next 10 years in a post-COVID world. So, so this is when you do the work, is when the market's showing you some relief. And in a panic, you need to be prepared to go back and buy those companies that you know are ready for post-COVID world. So I think that that's worth the show right there. Well, fuck. That's gold, Jerry. <laughs> that's gold. That is gold. <laughs> All right. So our families are good. So don't stop worrying, sending me, uh, sending me uh, emails asking for a good. Canute's great. Looks great. Feel good. No fever? No. We're eating steak every Monday night. It's fantastic. I love fantastic. it. Fantastic. Canute and I, it's like college. Yeah. The only thing we're not doing is like doing smoking butts and uh, drinking booze. No. Don't need it. Carbs and uh, well, Domino's. By the way, that Domino's pizza, it ravaged me. It was like COVID. <laughs> There's Domino's should be illegal. Like I love them, a great company, whatever. Right. What it did to my system? Why is that more? Why is that less lethal than COVID? I mean, it it tortured me. At our age, it isn't. Whew. I mean, I was I was hurting. Today I've been good, but we're gonna have steak tonight, are we not? Yes, we are. Okay, Tarbells. All right. Today, right now, Polina Maranova, who's fucking lovely. She, I don't know if I get her to swear, but she writes the weekly profile, works at Fortune, 
She has this great weekly email that my wife and I love. Uh, we're friends with her, Ellen and I. Unfortunately, she's fiance of, of the Pomp, Pompliano. We, we, I like her better than him, even though he's a good friend. And, uh, <laughs> and she's just smart as a whip. And she's young, living in New York, a woman. I want to hear what's going on. And I've got some really interesting lady questions uh, that she's not prepared for, but she's a good sport. So we're going to get her on the phone and talk about trends and panic and living in the heart of the city during this pandemic. And um, she's just, a, she's awesome. So with her, she probably has college yet. I'm going to ask her, but I'm going to lead with Pay It Off. Pay It Off is one of our portfolio companies, uh, venture-backed, uh, building the next generation of B2B repayment solutions for vent, for student debt. They've built the first federal debt API that helps any fintech or financial institution address student loans within their financial services product. The average borrower saves $3,000 per year from their personalized assessment and enrollment functionality. These tools are especially helpful right now during COVID-19 as millions of borrowers are losing part of their income or their jobs entirely. Companies using their API can provide immediate relief by enrolling them in income-driven repayment plans and forgiveness options. Everybody that has a loan, everybody knows someone who has a loan. I think it's seven out of 10 of recent grads have college debt. Pass this domain along, get on their chat product, ask the customer support. They will steer you in the right direction. Payitoff.io, P-A-Y-I-T-O-F-F.io. Let's get Paulina on the phone. Remind me to ask her about student debt. Hello. Hello, is Pomp there? Uh, he is in the other room. He has been banished. <laughs> I love it. That guy will talk. Don't let him interrupt. No, I will not. We have we have a fake call set up. He's on a fake podcast <laughs> with my son. So we'll keep him busy son. for a year. Yeah. I don't even think he'll know. So Paulina, how do we pronounce your name? Because I, I don't want to butcher it. It's Paulina. Yeah, yeah. And yep. how do you pronounce the last name? Marinova is fine. And it's Bulgarian. Uh, yeah. Were you born in Bulgaria? Yes. And are I your parents was. still there? No, we all moved um, in uh, 2000 to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so me and both of my because parents. Because why? Um, my parents won a green card in the green card lottery. Hmm. I don't know if that's <laughs> uh, a win. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Of course it it's a win. <laughs> of course. It's a huge win. And what are your parents? Are they they're alive and they're in Atlanta safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still in Atlanta. And they're safe. They're safe. <laughs> are they? And you are in the heart of the storm, correct? In New York, uh, I am right next to Grand Central, so yes. <laughs> oh Lord, and what is it like? I mean, the busiest neighborhood in the world. What's it like right now? I know it's so funny because, like, I I watch the news too, and it's so you know everything is so panicky and chaotic. Local or uh, national? I watch national, but mm -hmm. maybe I should watch local. I no, don't I don't know. know. Um, yeah, no, but the but what you see in the news, I mean, I look out my window and there's not a person in sight. So I don't I don't know if the people around me are just following the rules or but I know that the hospitals are completely overwhelmed. So that, you know, for a fact uh, that the hospitals are overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. And you I have so many questions. This is Panic with Friends. So thanks for coming. I mean, obviously, Woo! we're friends. And I'm ready to panic. Yeah, yeah I can already <laughs> tell you're shitting yourself. <laughs> So, um, but you're a steady hand. I get your, let's, let's let people know who you are and what you do. I talked briefly in the, in the, uh, 
about uh, Fortune, but I want you to not butcher it and just give everybody a deep background. Um, and then just to remind, do you have student debt? Just just a question. I, I do not. Okay, great. And Pomp yeah. doesn't either, does he? No. Okay, great. I don't. All right, so you don't, so so the ad that I ran ahead of you has no difference to you. But uh, so so give everybody a little background. Okay, how far back do you want me to go? We'll start now, and then we'll all creep okay. back over time. Okay, so right now, um, on March twentieth, was my last day uh, at Fortune Magazine after being there for five years uh, to start the profile, which is a weekly newsletter featuring the most interesting featuring profiles of the most interesting people and companies um every week and and it's across all companies it could be caterpillar but it is and it's mostly tech um it's mostly tech but it could be caterpillar there's yeah. some interesting ones yeah you've had yeah. some gambling stories and a couple of women from that woman from the fast food chain um mm-hmm. so it's really a fascinating weekly and what made you start that Oh, what I, I interrupted. So where'd you go to school? Like background, you're oh. in journalism, you're a news rat. What, like, what is it? What, what, <laughs> tell me what makes you tech. Yeah. So I, I um, graduated from the university of Georgia, but I really started, um, being interested in journalism back in high school where I was the news editor of my high school newspaper. And then I went to the university of Georgia where I studied journalism. I think I was like the last person to graduate with an actual newspapers degree. Like on my diploma, it says I majored in newspapers, which is really funny now. Um, And then I uh, was the editor in chief of my college paper, at the University of Georgia called the Red and Black. And then from there, I graduated, uh, couldn't find a full-time job. So I spent the next year freelancing for USA Today and CNN. And was this in New York? No, I was uh, living at home in Atlanta. (laughs) And CNN is actually, the uh, headquarters is in Atlanta. So I was driving uh, and working there from 7 a.m. to roughly 4 p.m. And then I would go home and then I would work remotely for USA Today from 6 to 11. So I I saved a lot of money that year. And that is probably why I don't have student debt. (laughs) Got it. And so how did you end up at Fortune? I uh, was working at a media startup called Aussie Media, and I was there for about six months. Uh, but you know, they they were trying to uh, move offices to DC, and uh, there was really no one going to be left in the New York office. So I decided to start applying at other places because I really loved New York and I wanted to stay here. And uh, Fortune had an opening for. Uh, the audience engagement editor. So <laughs> that's how I ended up there. And it, and so you moved to New York. Yes. And that's when you moved five years ago. Um, I moved more a little more than five years ago, so almost six. And do you love New York? I love New York. <laughs> and how did you meet Pomp? Oh, oh it's a long story, but uh, you know what? That's how my <laughs> wife would talk about me. How'd you meet her? Ugh. That's I such know, a nice right? thing. It's he'll love listening um, to this. Let's just say that we we met we met on Twitter and got no way because yeah yeah huh. Twitter it is <laughs> okay two smart people so you meet on Twitter what happened what's his move DM straight to DM well yes yeah. so at the time um, I wrote an article that he shared huh. and I when I look at who shared my article, if you take a URL and you put the URL in the Twitter search bar, you can see who shared your article. Okay. So that's what little, I always do. A little bit of chick stalking. So you see, women know these things. 
That's like a new form of uh, flirtate. That's, that's, that's stalking no. at some level. That's no, wink wait, stalking. Wait, how is that stalking? No, that's you're just stalker. seeing who shared your article. Like, what if? Oh, what you didn't know what it is. Yeah, so you were just looking no, for no, data. No. You weren't hunting for exactly. guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> God forbid that would have been me. Right. See, okay. that, so he shared a link and it, and it sent a lot of traffic. Is that what the thing was? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. At the time I had about, let's say I had like 4,000 followers on Twitter and he had like 800 okay. or something like that. So uh-huh. I was clearly more popular. Yep. So, so I saw like, Oh, this guy um, shared the article. He was a venture investor, saw that. So I, I liked the tweet and I followed him. Um, Cause Obviously, I was, I was just starting to. But you didn't um, know he was that short. <laughs> I did not know. Twitter anything. is a really interesting place to hide your height and weight. You're so I'm funny. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for him. Who cares if anybody listens? I just want him to listen to this. So, oh, oh, so oh, you okay, shared the link, and uh, I mean, so you became friends that so way. He, yeah. So he he messaged me and he said, "Hey, I'm a venture investor. I invest in a lot of uh, startups. Like, do you want to get coffee?" And so I was like, sure. I don't know. It didn't seem to me like it was anything. No, that's fair. That's fair. A work coffee meeting. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we, we met for coffee and then um, just like started talking and yeah. So Were I, you I surprised he was so short? <laughs> I was actually, <laughs> I was more surprised that he was that skinny because at the time he wasn't eating meat. So he was like super, super skinny. Because he's like a thick guy. Like he's not thick fat. He's just strong. <laughs> he's strong guy. Strong like bull. Oh my God. I don't even know how I got into this conversation. <laughs> I don't know. You can interview Ellen one time and, and, and talk about me. Sorry. You agreed I to be on. To I don't have yeah. very many women friends and now you can see why the, uh, <laughs> so I'm just learning the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so was it love at first sight or no? Um, I think it was more like yes and no, because to me it was, I, you know, it was a professional meeting. You're not going to, um, but the things we talked about, I think was like, I want to know more. Yeah. Cause you're both geeks. I mean, he's a geek. You're yes. a geek, correct? He's a geek who pretends not to be a geek. And you're, you're, and just a geek. you're, you're a full on geek. You've always been a geek. Yeah. And yes. what's, and so what do you, how are you consuming COVID in New York? Consuming it? Like the consuming it. Yeah. How are you like filtering and what, how do you make it? Cause you're at the center of it. Yeah. So in the beginning, when it first all started happening, I would literally read every single day. Um, all the, I, I was, I was consuming everything and then I realized I was going to drive myself crazy. Yep. So then I started to limit it to like, when I wake up in the morning for 15 minutes, I type in coronavirus NYC update and I read the latest. Um, oh, the in Google or Twitter? In Google. Okay. And the New York Smart. Times typically pops up because they have a good synopsis uh-huh. of all of that every day. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's, we were supposed to actually get married on April 18th. And God that has mysterious ways happen. of working. <laughs> <laughs> that will likely not happen because of all this. So it was like, it was very hard to not be glued to everything uh, all the time. But Yeah. And have you guys to, pushed it back to like June or July? So we have pushed it back to July, um, but we'll see. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I'm allowed, I, supposedly I'm allowed to do Twitter weddings. I'm licensed. To oh, do oh you're, you're, 
just Twitter weddings? Yeah, well, I can do anything on Twitter. <laughs> Jack Dorsey gave you the, the license? <laughs> no, I can't get kicked <laughs> off. So so you're pushing it off. So you're a victim of the crisis in many ways because people are right. saying there's going to be like a COVID baby boom. But like if you're not married. Right. I mean, well, yeah. that's absolutely not. <laughs> so when did you get, are you into Bitcoin? Because he's into Bitcoin. Are you into it at all? I I understand the value in it, and I ask a lot of questions, but I'm not super well versed in and, Bitcoin. And have you ever invested on your own in stocks or anything, or no? Yes, and just like index funds and stuff. Okay, good for not you. Not individuals. And have you yeah. ever <laughs> panicked? Other than this pan, like, have you ever just found yourself just panicked? Was it work yeah. or New York or or just uh, money? Mm. Or- Yes, actually. I, I still remember I had like a full on mental breakdown. Um, when I, <laughs> when I moved to New York in 2014 uh, in March. So yeah, that, I guess that's six years. Um, I was working at that startup and I was living by myself because I had one day to find an apartment. Otherwise I was going to be homeless. So I got here super naive, like, Oh, you know, I'll find an apartment immediately. And the third place that this real estate agent showed me was this tiny studio on the Upper East Side. And I was like, I love it. I'll take it, whatever. And then I realized that my salary more than half, like what, what I made a month, more than half of it, like significantly more than half of it went to, just to rent. And um, I was like, I can make it work. So literally, Howard, I still have this um, planner where I every week I allotted myself, I think it was $130 that I could spend Oof. on anything, on groceries, on taxis, no. on whatever. No, that's so, real panic. Yeah. That's and so that's that was a real panic. And that's a panic <laughs> that so many young people are gonna feel in New York, San Francisco, if not the rest of the country, obviously. But how yeah. do you I mean, are you hearing so in your friends groups now, it's gotta be that's gotta be the talk. I'm underemployed. Like whether they're unemployed or Absolutely. so so is it just I don't know how you deal with that. So how are you dealing with that? Yeah. So uh, when I left Fortune on twentieth, everybody was like, "Wait, are you sure? Because we're literally what's going to happen to the economy? Are people going to want to pay for a newsletter? Uh, all that stuff." So I definitely thought about that. The only thing is, when I made the decision, COVID nineteen was not on my horizon at all. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think that for me personally, for example, uh, for newsletters and uh, master class and things like that, I think there's um, a small opportunity where people want to learn new skills and they want to, you know, instead of consuming trash TV, they want to read high quality stuff. So I think because they have more time, they'll be more interested, hopefully. But I do have friends who have already gotten laid off. So it's like, you know, what do you do? No, you got to get ahead of this. Like the world is changing, right? Like you obviously right. saw it pre-COVID-19. So why were you thinking about a pre-COVID-19? Yeah, well, I I mean, a lot of a lot of reasons. But I mean, I have a theory that, you know, in, I think you and I have talked about this, but like people subscribe to people, not yeah. large media uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. So I really believe that the future is going to be much more fractured and trust based. For sure. For sure. And it comes down to marketing. And now it's never been easier to build your own business. Are you using Substack? I am using Substack. And yes. have you been happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're really take care of their writers. And um, how are you market? So tell, tell us a little bit about more about the profile. I know it's once a week, but you have the premium is 
a little different. So walk people through that. Yeah, so once a week, um, there's the free newsletter, which has eight to nine. It's delivered uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, eight or nine uh, long form profile recommendations. And then for the premium version, I add on two more sections at the bottom of the newsletter, one with audio and another with video recommendations. So that's podcasts, TED Talks, documentaries, interviews, whatever. Um, and then every Wednesday, I also send um, the premium subscribers a profile dossier, which is just a deep dive on a single prominent individual. And you can read all about them, watch uh, interviews and documentaries that they've done, and just learn more. And what are you charging? I am charging $10 a month or $50 a year. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I took the uh, 50 bucks a year and then how yeah, I appreciate you <laughs> and how is, um, how are you marketing it? How do you feel that like, cause you had a core audience, but now you got to go beyond that. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm doing it in a variety of ways, but one is um, Twitter is a great, great tool um, to promote something like a newsletter. Also, I'm having conversations with other uh, newsletter writers and kind of getting their advice on how to uh, how to like spread the word about these things. And I think people are more than happy to help if they enjoy it. They'll um, include it in their own newsletter, um, things like that. But nothing, I haven't done any like paid marketing yet or anything like that. How do people find you on the web or it's at, it's at Paulina on Twitter? Yes, Paulina underscore Marinova. Right. And then on the web, it's the profile or how do the people find you? Yeah, it's, uh, you can find it at readtheprofile.com. Okay, readtheprofile.com. And who's the audience right now, do you see? Yeah, it's mostly like young professionals um, or people who work in like in tech and corporate um, organizations, just like people who are curious is how I define it. And you're under 30 still? I am, I'm 28. Okay, so if you're 28, what are you reading? Just in general, like not just enjoyment. What are your subscriptions? Like give me a lay of the land. Oh, yeah. Oh God, I, I read a lot of different stuff, but um, I still receive a lot of investor <laughs> focused newsletters like Pitchbook and Strictly VC and Pro Rata and Term Sheet just because of your old uh, job. Um, yeah, <laughs> because of my old job. Um, but I also like reading um, like there's there's a newsletter called Girls Night In. Have you heard of that? Uh, no, but I'm t- it sounds dirty. <laughs> no. Okay. Is oh it? God, I'm not interested. No. Okay. Um, well, what is it? Girl night in. It, is there pajamas? It's, just, it, it's what? Is there a lot of pajamas? Um. No. No. So it's what is mostly, it? It started with like self care and the idea of staying in on a Friday night instead of going out and all the things that you could do. But now it's kind of really funny or interesting because huh. you have to stay home. So now it's like, how do you position that newsletter to, because um, it's like forced staying in yeah. instead of Now it'd be like, we're switching the focus to like, when we get out of this fucking hole, right? they're going to have to <laughs> right, flip the model. But, and what about this, the, the skim? Never loved it. My wife, I think, likes it. And I think my daughter's even reading it. Are people like, are people like, is that um, something that appeals to you? You know, the skim is interesting. I... Uh, I have a funny story about the skim. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, uh, whatever, I'm just going to tell you. Well, but, we um, got to be honest. Like, I mean, people want to, people trust me to, I, they want good referrals. So, so it's, 
They can exactly. So go ahead. You don't have to be mean, but we can. No, no, no. So this game, I think, is great for people who aren't reading the news constantly. It's it's for people who are non-news junkies already. But my personal thing is, I when the skim first launched, I was in Atlanta trying to get a job in New York, so I applied to work at the skim, um, <laughs> and I got a response that I didn't have enough experience. Uh-huh. Although I thought my sample skim was pretty good. Damn, damn <laughs> um, straight. But isn't it so funny? And of course I didn't have enough experience. I was 22 years old or whatever I was. But it's so funny now to look back that. It's that you know, old. Uh, right. It's six years old, huh? Oh, yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. I always find it offensive. But, I don't know. I find. You find it offensive? I find all these like, you know. No, I, yeah. I guess I don't. But because I passed on the wing and now maybe I'm glad I did. But at the beginning, I didn't fully get it. It was such a rush pitch, but it just something about it that just so militant about women, this and men, this, mm. I just, it just offended me. But it, I, then it was doing well, great, but I got to think COVID's killing it. Right. Well, I think, I think, and this is how I've always thought about the profile. Like I never want to talk down to any group or make it sound like one group is uninformed and another is. So I think the tone that I try to strike is very neutral um, so that it's attractive to everyone. Well, your tone, the reason I like it is look at Ellen and I, we rarely read the same things, right? She'll show me the skim and I'm like offended and like, no. And but (laughs) like the profile we read religiously because it's about people. Yeah, but she likes it too, right? Yeah, so I'm saying we, she likes reading about yeah. people. You know, why why wouldn't exactly. we like reading about smart people who've done crazy things or or built huge companies? You know, and exactly. and so are you going to? What's the future of it? Like, do you see yourself writing more or just still keeping it the same? Um, I do love writing, so I think I'll always write. Um, in some form, but I do want to, I, I kind of do want to try and build a big company, whatever that may look like. Um, I, you know, like right now it's all curation. Who's to say that in the future, it's not, you know, me or someone else or whoever, uh, writing original content for the profile itself. So there will be like profile original profiles. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So you <laughs> yeah, have bigger vision for too. it. And, and, um, where is the world heading then in, in this, like you're living above Grand Central Station. So what do you see post COVID? Like, what do you see some trends that you're seeing or because you're so tapped into tech and your old friends at fortune and obviously you read pitch, but you all read the same stuff that all us geeks read. So what are you, what are your first inclinations, you know, silver lining slash unintended circumstances, unintended consequences? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm just really sad about all the small businesses that I'm scared will have to shut down. Like you walk around New York city and you're just, I mean, it's, it's business after business that I'm just like, Oh my God, how, how much longer can you survive? And it's Cause they're really closed, sad. right? Like what is open? They're literally boarded up. Yeah. Or boarded up cause they don't want looting or something. Right. And it just looks so depressing. And it's like New York City is completely unrecognizable right now. Um, But I'm hoping I'm hoping they come back or there's just a way to help them. I don't know. I'm just really sad about that whole thing. But in terms of um, information and media and kind of where that's headed is I I really, really do think that um, there'll be a lot more fracturing the media um, world and that 
maybe it'll the subscription model really will shine here uh, as advertising revenues kind of dry up if there is recession. Yeah, I mean, we are in, for sure, like just you said, walking down the street, we are in a recession. It just may not be affecting everybody equally. It's got a depression right. for some because right. small businesses don't have the technology background or networks to that they've been building, right? They only know their, mm-hmm. they only know their banker or their bank account or, or um, their employees. So I just haven't right. figured that out for cities like New York and San Francisco, but it does not sound good from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing? Um, you know, seeing, well, I, exactly. Like I just figured New York and San Francisco are just, it's going to take forever yeah. because, you know, someone who came and hung out with people like yourself in small groups, a lot of people all the time, meeting, 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 yeah. three dinners. I mean, why? I'm not saying right. like I'm against it. I'm like, man, I did that work and it was so much fun, but it doesn't, it never, it was getting old. Again, I'm not 30, I'm 54. So it's getting old anyways. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it. But maybe I'm going to do it a fraction of what I used to do. Even even after COVID oh, is like the long yeah. gone? Because this is my excuse oh. to be more of a hermit. You know, to go more Larry <laughs> David, I call it. It's I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not sure how people your age are going to react. You're going to hit the streets as soon as you can because you're a New Yorker. But as a yeah. non-New Yorker who loves New York, I got to think I'll be 10% of my time in New York for the years to come. Right. And, and right. That's, there's got to be a lot of people like me thinking the same yeah. thing. So no, I'm just totally. trying to put that into context, you know. And so my thesis is the big get bigger and, you know, which is not good for New York City because we, we appreciate the corner shop. Yeah. And so for locals, I think that's going to be really hard because, like you said, the face of the city is going to change so much. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy to be witnessing it. And what about podcasting? I know Pomp does it a lot. Are you into it or not? Yeah, I think I, I, I really no? like it. Do you it. listen to them? Yes. Yeah, I listen to a lot. Um, I, I like how you started one too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I definitely think that there's going to be, I mean, podcasting has been around for a while, but I feel like now it's enjoying kind of a second wave uh, and there's never going to be like loss of appetite to hear really interesting people talking to each other. I think that's fascinating. Also, I saw this great meme that was like, um, does anybody have any 10 second podcast recommendations on my commute from my couch to my table? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, what about Quibi? That just launched. It seems interesting to me. Have you downloaded it yet? Which one? Quibi, like the, like, you know, the big new short form, like uh, Netflix. Oh, Quibi. Oh, no. I just I downloaded not. it. So I'm rather oh, interested in what young it? people think. It's beautiful. It's oh, freaking really? beautiful. You know, we could, there's a lot of people making fun about it, but launched on time and it looks beautiful. I don't know about the so content my, yet, but it's, it's pretty Let genius. me know what you think about the content. I'm very curious because my view is like, I don't. Just because I'm a millennial does not mean I hate the trope that yeah, millennials I think what people are joking. Form. But once they built oh. the platform, they can change the 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 right. the programming. You know, it is a beautiful app. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm so curious. Um, so I did download it, and <laughs> and uh, I'm excited about it. And then what about? Um, so you're both entrepreneurs living in the same uh, mm-hmm. kind of time. And he's more focused on fintech, but you're interested. Right. In, you're interested in fintech. I'm, I'm interested, but I think I'm much more interested in like content and creating uh, content and creativity and that kind of stuff. And how are you keeping your network alive right now? Is it Slack or is it just Twitter? 
Oh, um, it's email and Twitter and uh, calls and Zooms. <laughs> I'm all over the place. And do you ha- people want to get in touch. And ha- have you had any friends in the city that you know at your age that have tested? Uh, no, actually, I don't know anyone yet, which is surprising. That is surprising to me because your network is so yeah. big. So that's that's what I think going to happen next when it gets a little bit closer to home. Right. I think that's going to be really crazy. I know people like friends of friends, but I don't know anybody directly. And then what about college? Did you, what about like, what college? Do you how, how big a change do you think is coming there? Having now graduated? Oh, and- yeah. So I think the students who are graduating right now this year, I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a reality check because um, they're supposed to graduate in one of the best job markets, all of that. And yep. now it's like, well, <laughs> no, Rachel had a couple offers and she may do teach for America. She's not, she's not stressing about it luckily, but I mean, she's stressing oh, about missing graduation, but she's been yeah. doing zoom interviews for teach for America and, and uh, just rethinking what she'll do because she was planning to move to New York to work at Rally Road. And yeah. uh, so, you know, if the city is going to be that different, I mean, I don't think she's in a rush, you know, because that, that job is well, supposed to start in July. Right, right. And, th- and there are some jobs as something that will never change. Like Teach for America, I think, is pretty safe. Um, but who knows? Like, I mean, if you're planning to work at a startup, who knows if they've already laid off a lot of their people? It's just yep. really hard. Um, that's why I think I've, I've, I've learned this over the years, and I wish I knew this when I was in college. But just having something on the side that you do for yourself, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast or some sort of like side project, mm-hmm. is so important. So I used to call it a side hustle, but I think the side hustle is the new hustle. hustle. If you don't have this passion that you're just, even if it's not making you any money, that you're side hustling, you got to be crazy. Young people need a side hustle. Absolutely. Whether it's TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, it's TikTok. I did one with my daughter. I find it very complicated to make them. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. I did one because Rachel's kind of into it and we've challenged dads and their and their daughters we've only gotten one dad and daughter to respond because i think it's pretty complicated Mm -hmm. to to actually do them because i've watched her make it and you know they're very creative i'm very impressed with uh what i've seen on tiktok because just doing a basic one was complicated um so (laughs) you're not worried about all the privacy implications people are worried about i already as you know spill my guts on twitter you know so (laughs) what i got nothing to hide (laughs) <laughs> the, so I think for people who have something to hide, yes, they should always yeah. kind of be careful of that. And you're pretty open mm-hmm. about this stuff too on the web. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I have TikTok, but I don't use it obviously because I feel like I'm a little bit too old to yes. understand it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what's your uh, platform of choice? Is it Twitter or is it Instagram? Oh, Twitter for sure. I, I just think it's the best like networking slash uh, way to get news ever. Um, and I, it's so funny that people are like, oh my God, I hate Twitter. It's such a horrible place. It's like the worst of the worst. And for me, it's not because I've curated in a way where I don't see all that. Um, <laughs> maybe it's just because I don't follow politicians uh, on Twitter. I, I find the same thing. I find it a lie. I think you create, you reap what you sow. I get very little exactly. hate. And I know when I'm going to get hate and it's still not that much and and so i think (laughs) it's our job to curate so i think it's you get what you put into it but you have to spend time on it like you like you do you really do and i have different lists for different types of things so you know like if i want to read about private equity and venture capital i have a whole list of people who maybe i don't follow on my normal feed but i'll get their tweets in there 
Oh, that's interesting. I just found that that didn't work for me because you don't know what they're going to be talking about at any certain period of time because they could just be talking about their dog for a week. So this didn't make sense to me other than news because I don't need to hear private equity guys talk about uh, epidemic, <laughs> ep- you know what I mean? Like COVID. Yeah. So I appreciate the time. Um, Thank I'm trying you, to think. Howard. So we talked about the profile. We talked about mm-hmm. uh, media. We talked about um, New York City, what it's like. And hopefully you'll be out on the streets in a couple months. What are you hearing? Like, what's your best guess? Oh, I'm hearing like beginning of June, which I think is, I mean, what is the world going to look like? And Oof. what is my hair going to look like in June? I don't know. Like nails, but, <laughs> hair. Like I've got my hair, even though I don't have much. It's like Bozo the Clown on the sides already. After right? 30 days. right? <laughs> so nails, hair, um, just. I mean, just the world. Like what, how, what is our mental state going to be like after being at home for three months? I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think June at the earliest. I think Phoenix is a little different. It's so spread out and so outdoorsy that right. I've been outside the whole time. But uh, oh, I think, that's nice. Yeah, so we've been a little bit lucky so far. But uh, just stay safe and uh, and is and Palm's in the same place. You guys are living together. Yeah. Oh, yep. great. He's in the other room. <laughs> All right. Well, I knew he was there. I just didn't know if you guys were living together. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate uh, you taking the time for us here. Thank you, Howard. I and, really appreciate it. And then uh, stay hunkered down and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank Bye. you and stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. Bye. So there you go. The side hustle. It's so key. She, she didn't know she needed it, but she was always so social mm-hmm. and so like willing to take the time to to talk to startups and that's how you don't know when you're going to need your network and this is the thing right like these shop owners and these small businesses just don't have the network they have their few relationships so uh so good for polina good friend uh, check the profile it's free we'll do check it out and uh we'll see everybody soon on another panic with friends